Empty mind. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Bryce, is this thing on? Rem, it is on. It is on. But uh, before you ask me the question, the classic YouTube afternoon beer discussions question, uh, there's probably a lot of our listeners who are listening on the main Equity Mates Investing Podcast now that are losing their mind that for the first time in 290 odd episodes, <laughs> they haven't heard me with the... I've open. finally started one. <laughs> <laughs> you have, true. Finally started one. Just for those that are on the podcast, uh, this is actually a YouTube video that Alec and I have been doing uh, called Afternoon Beer Discussions. Uh, if you haven't come across the channel, uh, it's obviously our Equity Mates channel. Please head across and uh, subscribe. The pl- what we do is uh, discuss one topic over one beer. Uh, there's a few rules, but to find out the rules to the game, well, we're actually going to tell you the rules to the game. To <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll recap them very soon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, this is just to show you sort of the content that we're doing over at YouTube. So um, look, hope you enjoy and uh, Ren, over to you to kick off proceedings. Yeah, well, content we're doing on YouTube, m- maybe releasing the audio's podcast form in future, but yes. uh, in- until then, uh, jump over to YouTube and subscribe, or YouTube watchers, jump over to the podcast and subscribe. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. Multi-channel, <laughs> multi-disciplinary. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, this is uh, Afternoon Beer Discussions. We... Uh, have a chat. It's a little bit more casual than the podcast and we do it over one beer. That's the rule. As soon That's as we it. finish a beer, it's done. If the, yes. the conversation's, if the conversation's bad, either of us can scull our beer at any time and walk away. Um, which, which thankfully hasn't happened to, to this point. I don't. Maybe I yeah. think the first episode you finished awfully quickly while I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we always start this uh, with a question. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it off with a question today. Okay. Um, so Amazon's got Prime Day. Uh, Alibaba has Singles Day. Yeah. Uh, what the What the hell is Tesla's Battery Day? Do you want me to like? Do they actually have a That's battery my question. day? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yesterday. <laughs> oh, they have a battery day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, battery Day for Tesla is where they uh, they I guess discount. M- they discount the batteries that they have on sale. <laughs> but they don't discount the cars. <laughs> they don't discount the cars. I'm thinking the batteries that charge the cars maybe. Um, yeah, well, I feel like every company just wants a day these days. Um, and so, yeah, Tesla had, I don't know if it was its first battery day, but it had a battery day yesterday. Um, and that got me thinking about what the hell's going on in the electric car industry. So that's going to be the topic for today because, geez, there was a lot. Actually, overnight, all three of the major US uh, like electric car stocks got absolutely punished. Tesla down 10%, Nikola down 25%, uh, Workhorse down 17%. So uh, I'm keen to get into why. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot going on there, a CEO resigning, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, now that's it's interesting. Time to be, uh, I guess, an electric car investor. And we know a lot of the community are. Tesla has been such a hot stock this year. Um, so, are you in Tesla? No, I'm not. I'm not. I want to nice. be in one in terms of my, I hope my next car purchase is a Tesla, but I'm not in the stock. Yes. Yeah. But before we do all of that, uh, this is afternoon beer discussions and we always uh, crack a beer and I've been uh, out there looking for a beer sponsor you know, you during COVID. We kept saying that on the video 
and we're pleased to announce that <laughs> this afternoon beer discussions is brought to you uh, by the boys behind the Batuta Bitter. Um, now you can get this uh, fine beer uh, at a number of bottle shops and soon to be at Dan Murphy's. So that's a that's a coup for the. Batuta They're in boys. Dan Murphy's. I'm pretty sure, bro. Well, there you go. So uh, pick up some Batuta Bitter, uh, and uh, we're going to enjoy one now. We are, Ren. Uh, cheers to our afternoon beer discussions resurgence and uh, everyone listening on the podcast, crack a beer while you're listening, listening to this and you can uh, join along or a wine or a whatever, your, whatever your flavor is. So, um, so yeah, Ren. So electric vehicles. So, yeah, electric vehicles. They've done now, pretty I well set, for themselves. They've done very <laughs> well as a stock over the years. Um, well, over this year in particular. So let me set the scene by giving you the journey of the three big electric car companies and how they've done this year. So Tesla has been the main one. Everyone knows Tesla. It's a $355 billion company um, headed up by Elon Musk. And they have had a pretty incredible run. Uh, from the start of the year, up 480% their share price uh, up to the 31st of August. But then things have softened recently and they're down about 24, 25% really for the month of September. So um, things all, softening after an incredible run. All those Robin Hood traders getting absolutely burnt. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But, but that's a, so Tesla, great run. 480% up is great. That pales in comparison to two smaller electric car companies, both traded in the US, that have had bigger rises and bigger falls in the year. So Nikola is probably the next best known uh, electric and hydrogen car company. Uh, they're focused on... Tr well, what do you think the next biggest one is? You reckon w more well-known than Waymo? Oh, I'm talking US only. There's a bunch in China. That's, that's fair. That's or, fair. Yeah, okay, okay. Wait, Waymo's, Waymo's um, Google. Waymo's Google. Google and it's self-driving. It's not yeah, electric. True. I mean, I'm true, sure they. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, um, just butchered Nicola, that. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> hey, the other rule for people who are unfamiliar with afternoon beer discussions is we don't edit. Oh yes, because that is editing the... video is beyond our skill set. So, uh, <laughs> hey, this is one one take. Everything gets, stays in. One take wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um. So next biggest uh, in the US is Nikola. Um, for those unfamiliar, uh, hydrogen and electric trucks is really their focus. Um, their share price was up 673% uh, to the 9th of June. So killed it. Like if you're investing in Nikola, you were very happy. Uh, but then, then their share price is down 74% since then. And it was down 25% overnight in the US in one day. And we'll get into the reasons why, but again, just setting the scene, an incredible run up. And then for them, they've lost three quarters of their value in three months. So a pretty incredible story there that we'll get stuck into. But that's not even the best performing electric car company of this year. The best performing one, at least in the US, is a company that a lot of people probably aren't familiar with, a $2.5 billion company called Workhorse Group. Yeah, I'd heard never of heard of these guys. No, they yeah, sound right. like so um, they sound like they're a clothing company for tradies or something. <laughs> well, they're not, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe that's a product extension that they can get into. Um, they're focused on like an electric pickup truck. Um, is their 
the name of their game. They're also trying to do like a electric helicopter type thing, um, but I, I don't really know what the go is there. Um, I don't know if that's more marketing hype than anything else. So um, electric pickup trucks are really their main thing. Year to da- uh, up to the 18th of September, they were up just shy of 900%. So, um, you know, you think Tesla's 480% is good. Uh, Workhorse up almost 900%. Um, But since the 18th of September, they've also softened down 27%, uh, including down 17% uh, overnight. What's it called? Workhorse. This is just a classic situation and you're seeing it here in Australia with the buy now, pay later um, sector. It's just a situation where you have one big brand that is just absolutely running and it runs first, it runs strong, it gets a lot of attention, it gets a lot of media, a lot of people start saying that they're making a lot of money and inevitably people start looking at the actual price of the stock. You know, Tesla was hitting, uh, you know, you know, over the $1,000 market at one point in time, then they did the split and there's probably this workhorse, I don't know what it's priced at at the moment. Um, and uh, Nikola, two and a half. Two and a half billion dollar company, 22, 22 bucks a share. Yeah, exactly. So it seems a lot more accessible for someone who's just kind of entering into the market or whatever. And there's this. What happens is you get this like rise of the the industry or the the sector yeah. as investors say, "Hey, Tesla's done well. Well, I guess these other ones are going to do well as." Well. You know what I mean? Like so it's a weird, I do, psych- I do, psychological what- effect. But what I'm wondering then is if Joe Rogan's getting hundreds of millions of dollars for his podcast, why isn't that boat, you know, that rising tide lifting our boat as well? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I definitely know what you're saying. It's, uh, you know, people see an afterpay and they're like, you know, this is revolutionizing payments. It's disrupting the credit card industry. Um, and then, you know, your zips, your sezzles, your split it's, your everything and else, your flexi pays all ride those coattails of the sort of groundbreaking first mover. Yeah. And I just find it a fascinating sort of, I don't know, psychological anchor that, you know, when you talk to people like, you know, even colleagues or um, friends or whatever, you know, they jump into the sezzles and the, and the, uh, what was the other one? Zip purely because Afterpay is sitting at 22 and they're down in the $1 and $2 and they're like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's got to hit 22, 23 bucks and it's just a fascinating mm. sort of mindset. Um, yeah. Don't often fall for that trap. But anyway, sorry, Ren, I've derailed that. No, nah, that's um, all good. That's what <laughs> afternoon beer discussions is all about. It's a lot looser, you know, we can go off on tangents. Um, you go off on so, tangents all the time, but anyway. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Uh, look, actually, on that point, though, around um, the smaller companies following the big one, um, in early September, there was a classic example of that in the electric car industry. Um, one of Tesla's major shareholders trimmed their position and Tesla shares fell a little bit as a result. And for no other reason than that, uh, both Nikola and Workhorse had a down day. I think it was like 2nd or 3rd of September. And the reason given was, well, Tesla shares fell so those two fell as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like a industry leader can move that whole industry, um, mm. you know, for something that is quite specific to that to Tesla's stock there. Um, so bad day all round yesterday. To recap, uh, we're recording this on uh, Thursday, the twenty fourth of September. Um, overnight, so Wednesday, the twenty third of September in the US, 
Uh, Nikola was down 25%. Workhorse was down 17%. And Tesla was down 10%. So all double-digit falls across the board. Now, the market itself was down 2.5%. There's actually been a bit of a sell-off going on since sort of mid-August. Um, slowly sort of since mid-August and has accelerated over the last few days, which is another interesting point that we might want to discuss on another afternoon beer discussions. Um, but we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's these sorts of stocks generally, you know, I've, you see it time and time again, these hot stocks that run and run and run are the ones when there's a little bit of a market correction. They're also the ones that absolutely get slammed. But I, I assume that there are, well, I know that there are some actual stories behind some of these electric cars. There are, there are. Yeah. So, so for me, the, the electric car and hydrogen car industry is interesting. And even that dynamic electric or hydrogen is an interesting one. But for me, the, the story is such positive macro forces and like, you know, such a strong tailwind and then some quite company specific uh, interesting elements. So like if we start with the macro, like even yesterday, the day where these three companies all saw double digit falls, again, there were such positive macro stories for them. Um, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California announced that California would eliminate internal combustion engines by 2035 so any car sold in california after that day would be net zero emissions which you would think you know california what is the sixth biggest economy in the world Something um like that. it's like why if, if that if a state of that size and with that many people and with that much economic power i guess is saying we're going 100 percent, you know zero emissions you would think that would be great news for these stocks mm. the the government with a stroke of a pen has eliminated most of their competition mm. and yet they all have double digit falls. And so, you know, you, we're hearing more and more of those stories across Europe, across China, like the move to electric cars is going to be government mandated and it's going to come a lot faster than we expect. And we all know the reasons why. And look, it's, it, you know, personal opinion. It's a good thing that the government's stepping in here because a car you sell today probably has, 20 years of life on the road. So if we're serious about phasing internal combustion engines out, we need to start acting now. Um, so, But the share price movement is just divorced from what's going on in the ground. And yeah, that, well, I mean, that's that happening really, across the market anyway. Well, that is true. More broadly true. speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question. So we're in 2020. You're saying by 2035, um, combustion engines will be a thing of the past for any new vehicles in California. Of the electric um, vehicle manufacturers that we're talking about now, Nikola, Tesla, Workhorse, Waymo, or well, they're self-driving, well, slightly, I, yeah, slightly different. Yeah, yeah. Let's stick to those three. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a bunch in China as well that if, if people are interested in not investing in these three, um, China's probably the next place to look. Do you think we have seen the company that will be leading the sales of electric vehicles in 2035? Yeah, and I think it's an established company. Yeah, like I, a Ford I mean, or if a... I, yeah, G, GM's making GM. a big push. G, GM bought eleven percent of Nikola a few months ago. There, I mean, look, every company's making a move. <laughs> yeah, <Devo>. <laughs> 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 Um But you know, if I had to guess, probably like a, a European car company is probably going to be number one. Yeah, right. Um, Tesla, maybe like Tesla cars are. Right. Like I, yeah. I just love the Tesla car 
aside from every you know what it how it runs and you know all of that it's just a really nice looking car it is yeah, yeah. one day one day one, one day hey when we get that joe rogan podcast money <laughs> <laughs> um but i reckon the most interesting story is uh the nicola story so yeah. let's dig um, into that so obviously they were flying their share price was up 600 <laughs> what did you say? Driving. You said flying. Right. That's true. <laughs> not my best. Sorry, not my best. <laughs> anyway. Um, so their, their share price was flying and then things really uh, fell off the rails. Um, a short seller released a report. Uh, the short seller was Hindenburg Research, if people want to check out the report. Um, Just for those they, that are brand new to this, what is a short seller report? So... Uh, what we're seeing, so when you short a stock, you're basically betting that the stock will go down and you make money if the share price falls. Um, and so what we're seeing with a lot of short sellers these days is that they will take a short position. So put that, put that bet or put that trade on that um, you know, they'll make money if the share price falls. And then they'll release a report to the market um, that explains why they're short that position. And so um, it's, you know, been a pretty effective technique for investors of late. Um, that a, a number of you know big companies have seen their share price fall on the back of these short seller reports. Um, the most probably the most notable one in Australia of late was um was it Blue Sky? Yeah, that Blue Sky yeah. alternative investments yeah. that went to zero. Like it um it's no longer traded, and it was a US short seller that took a short position in the stock, released this report that just savaged it and the share price fell as a result. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this company, uh, this uh, research house and short seller Hindenburg Research, good name for a short seller. Um, Hindenburg. <laughs> Hindenburg, yeah. <laughs> uh, released a report, um, made a bunch of claims, including uh, that they had, there was this video in like 2018 of a Nikola truck driving on the road they claimed that video was fake. Um, Nicola have claimed that they make a lot of their own parts in-house. Um, the short sellers were criticizing that and saying that wasn't true. So there was a bunch of claims made. Um, Nicola's response was incredibly lukewarm, including admitting that this video was fake. Um, apparently, they got their prototype truck and rather than driving it down the road, <laughs> they found a road that had like a low gradient you're um, kidding. And, and they rolled just it. rolled it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so there was that. They acknowledged that some of the parts that were supposedly made in-house were off the shelf. And like there was a bunch of things um, that the company basically admitted to. It just um, fascinates me that, you know, um, and it reminds me of the Bad Bloods um, book and podcast, um, you know, the, fer what's it called? Uh Pheromone, uh, Elizabeth Holmes Elizabeth and Holmes, uh, yeah. Theranos. Yeah, Theranos. Yeah, yeah. How these people genuinely think that they can deceive the market and other very, very intelligent and people out there. And in some instances, people who are specifically set up to mm. uncover like fraudulent, deceptive behavior like this. I Look, I mean, I, I get what you're saying more broadly. I think... The allegations made against Nicola and what happened at Theranos, different leagues. Like, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like, but I mean, the fact still, that they, like, they, 
the fact that they faked the video doesn't actually say anything about whether their trucks work and whether they'll disrupt trucking. Um, it's which just is, the yeah, flow-on effect that it has, though. Like, you, you, you know, people pour money into it, perhaps based on a cardboard truck rolling down a hill. Look, GM bought 11% of the company. <laughs> it wasn't a cardboard truck, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to protect us here from you <laughs> saying something outrageous that gets us in trouble. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on the back of that lukewarm response from the company, uh, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission in the US and the Department of Justice have both opened an investigation into the company. Um, the CEO, well, so Trevor Milton was the founder and then CEO and chairman. He's resigned. Um, and the other thing was, so Nikola is making a big bet on hydrogen and hydrogen needs refueling stations, basically. Um, think, yeah, classic petrol station, but hydrogen rather than petrol. Um, they were in negotiations with a bunch of those companies it's like the bps and stuff of the world um and those negotiations have also broken down on the back of this short seller report the investigations all of that stuff um and so that's that's all happened in the last week or two the short seller report maybe a little bit longer but you know trevor milton resigning and you know these negotiations breaking down um and so that's that's the big reason why nicola was down 25 percent overnight um it's just this short seller report has really thrown a cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah, which generally is the case when these reports come out and one reason why a lot of people hate short sellers. Um, but it, it, it's obviously enough in the report that is worthy and scary enough for the CEO to resign. Otherwise, you would think he'd be coming out there and refuting allegations pretty vigorously. The board would be behind him. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah I seemed, mean, it seems all a bit... Not fishy, but if he's resigned and run for the hills, then you'd think, well, maybe this short-selling report has something to it. I, I agree, but here's, here's, my, here's my cynical take as well. Imagine if you had founded a company and you own, I think he owns like 20% of the stock or he owns a fair bit of the stock. So you can't, you've founded this company, it lists, uh, it's now worth $8 billion. Obviously, it was worth a lot more, but still $8 billion is nothing to you know, um, nothing to complain about. He owns 20% of it. Potentially, he's just resigning to protect his investment. You know, he's a billionaire now out of this and it's like, you know, someone else can fight the good fight. He wants to just be a billionaire. Very cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's what he's doing, um, but... I mean, I, could, uh, I mean, it's a pretty weak way to go out in my Yeah, opinion. it is, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done um, all this work and then you've let one report kind of, yeah, who knows? Maybe that's what he was after this whole time. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is if he owns 20% of the stock, other investors and shareholders own 80% of the stock and, yeah. you know, potentially there was a board movement, you know, kind of like what happened with Uber with Travis Kalanick. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't the right you know, he, yeah. he didn't want to leave, but he got forced out, um, yeah. you know. So, yeah, anyway, so that's Nicola and JM uh, who bought 11% standing behind them. Um, but that, that will be a really interesting one to watch because, uh, you know, trucking, like obviously trucking is big business. Like that's, that's obvious. It's, um, but 
it it needs to be disrupted if if we're going to make this change. Um, and Nikola seemed like a company that was going to really benefit from, you know, this transition to a net zero economy and um, you know this fight on fight against climate change. And now it's all a bit. Um, I mean, you know, their product's probably still good, but it's it's all a bit up in the air now. Well, do they even have a product? They have a prototype and. Look, my information might be out of date, but they, I'm pretty sure they have a prototype and then they've got contracts for trucks. I think they've yeah. got a big contract for a bunch of waste trucks recently. Um, but it's not like they're at the Tesla stage where they're mm, you know, pumping trucks produce, off an assembly yeah. line. The but to the- be fair, like Tesla was at this stage one, one time and everyone was, there was a bunch of short sellers then and you know, big time, they yeah. got through it. Yeah. The thing with um, the GM... Pardon me, no edit. The thing with the GM is uh, if they've come in to buy 11% of what, an $8 billion company, so they've spent what, about $800 million, close close to a billion. Well, yeah, and it, it was, when they bought it, it would have been more than $8 because it's $8 billion as of time of recording after the share price has fallen 74% from June. Yeah. So, yeah, for argument's so, sake, they might have bought in at double that. So surely they would have done their due diligence on the whole thing as well. You know, it's surprising that I'm fascinated with how short sellers actually come up with this information and and get it ahead of market or is it that people aren't looking for it and they're they're always seeing the positive in these companies? Like you've got to... You know what I mean? It's just a fascinating I do, dynamic. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm yeah, not big, thinking about question. becoming a short seller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, you know like we've both worked at big companies and like how information flows through a company and um you know like the different incentive structures that different people have it, it's you know it's it's a it's a difficult one to to give you like obviously i'm not going to be able to give you a reason why jm invested but it's mm-hmm. um yeah you can understand how companies make these mistakes um and and look for all we know, JM's due diligence was good, and this company's trucks are going to revolutionise the world. And three years from now, they will have made a bunch of money. Nikola will have accelerated JM's transition, and this video will feel extremely outdated. <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so the question for me, Ren, then is: to, you know, you mentioned it before. The the macros behind this are great. Um, do you have any more stories that you want to tell? Uh, yeah, I've got a few a few facts and figures about the other ones. Um, but okay, you, you do that, and then, then I'll, I'll you know you do that, and I'll then close out with my question. Okay. Um, work workhorse the the company that no one's ever heard of. Um, <laughs> two, probably two has the billion dollar company. <laughs> yeah, well, some people have heard of it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess that a lot of people listening to this uh, podcast and video haven't heard of it. Price to sales ratio. Eleven thousand two hundred. Oh, what? <laughs> They've made no sales. <laughs> oh, they do. I think it's like it's less than a million. I think it's in the hundreds and thousands a year. And um, it's valued at two and a half billion. Yeah, yeah. It's just Whoa. it's it feels like the ultimate hype stock. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, not making any money. In fact, losing a lot of money every year. Um, it's debt. I mean, it, it's funny. I was looking at its stock price and then the increase in debt over the last couple of years and you could like chart it and it sort of would follow a similar trajectory. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, look, again, it's sort of like if you're going to invest in industries of the future, they're going to have a runway to get started and you just have to believe that they're going to get through it. 
but it's you know it's it was up almost 900 percent for the year so there was a lot of belief built into that stock phenomenal yeah yeah um and then the last one um just around tesla so battery day i did because I, you know, that that's how I that's how <laughs> I started this, asking you what it was. Because <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, <laughs> are they selling cars cheaper? Like, you know, Prime Day for Amazon and Singles Day for Alibaba. There's a whole bunch of bargains, and they try and just sell as much as possible that day. Um, battery Day, I think, is just when Elon gives a speech. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> um, apparently, the way that they gave the speech in this whole uh, COVID times was. Um, all the shareholders in attendance sat in Teslas and Elon gave a speech and rather than applauding, they beeped the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? In a gigafactory somewhere or what? Like yeah, how many shareholders do they have? Yeah. Well, it was just whoever was in attendance sat in a car and then beeped the horn rather than <laughs> applauding. <laughs> what yeah, goes he, on um, at Tesla? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But he, um, yeah, he gave a speech. There was a bunch of stuff. Um, the the one that caught my eye was he is now saying that he wants to get a Tesla out that costs twenty five thousand US. Um, so again, wow. I mean, if they can do it, and you think about the mass market appeal of a twenty five thousand dollar Tesla, um, that's a pretty compelling price point for a pretty good car. So if anyone is interested, if if anyone's interested in uh, checking out the Tesla battery day, I've just had a quick squeeze on YouTube, and there's a bunch of stuff that you can actually go and see this happen. So I'd recommend going and checking that out. <laughs> <laughs> so Ren, the question for me is that um, you know you mentioned, as I said before, that this is a space that has great macro behind it. Um, you know, the world is certainly heading in this direction. You mentioned California. A um, number of other countries are also sort of making similar pledges. Um, why is it then that uh, you're not invested in any of these companies, do you think? I mean, the, the main one for me is valuation. I, mm. I would love to be exposed to this industry, but I just, I, whichever way I look at it, I just can't justify it. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that, that's a lot yeah. short of it. Fair. Yeah. Are, you, are you invested in it? Obviously, indirectly through a number of ETFs, but not um, not directly through. Yeah, um, are you though? Like, so they're not in the S- Tesla's not in the S and P five hundred. The other two wouldn't be. Are they? In, they might be in the Nasdaq one hundred. Let us check that. But anyway, leave, um, we could be wrong there. But to your point, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe not at all. Um, I mean, if you're in the MSI World Index, you're probably scooping Sorry. it up potentially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, for me, yeah, the volatility. Yeah, they, they, would, they would probably be in the NASDAQ 100. But yeah, that's a, that's a we don't know that off the top of our heads. Yeah. Um, yeah. D-Y-O-R, do your own research. Um, for me, the, the volatility in this space, uh, something that I kind of want to steer clear of at the moment. Um, and you, you, know, you just mentioned uh, Workhorse. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of money coming in and out and not a whole bunch of fundamentals that actually support the price price movements in these companies um it's uh, it's too hard for me to understand who's going to be a winner you know 2035 it it might well be the existing car manufacturers that just have their stuff sorted yeah, out yeah i think <laughs> yeah I, I think that's a really interesting one to watch um i forget the name of the 
company that owns Mercedes and a bunch of other car companies, but um, you know, they're announcing a whole bunch of, you know, you know, net zero emissions cars and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, They've got who the knows facilities. How, how the industry will shake out. Yeah. They, they know how it works. Um, I can cer- certainly see that sort of a scenario happening where the Teslas of the world still exist, but you, you're really sort of cheap, accessible electric cars are coming from pre-existing sort of manufacturers yeah. that have been able to pivot. They've already got the scale. They've got the suppliers. They've got the know-how. Um, it's just a matter of putting it into practice. So, um, yeah, and I mean, who who knows even what technology would win? Like, there is a there is a battle going on between hydrogen and electric in in terms of you know which one will come out on top. Um, so yeah, it, it's there's a lot there's a lot to be shaken out. So I I don't see I would love to invest in the industry. I don't see a clear way to do it. Um, you know, maybe if hydrogen wins and hydrogen refueling stations are ultra cheap. Um, you know, hydrogen refueling station stocks are ultra cheap before they run or whatever it is. There might be an opportunity there. Um, yeah, I, I, mm. I don't, I just don't see it at the moment. Mm. Nice, friend. Well, um, unless you've got any other stories, I have finished my Batuta Bitter. Just uh, well, read- just uh, one last thing that people can read on their own. Tesla is now suing the US government Yo. <laughs> over, <laughs> over, uh, over the China tariffs that Trump's put on. So um, that one, that will be one to watch uh, over the coming probably months. Wow. Well, yeah, absolutely. Watch this space. So look, uh, for those that are on the podcast, uh, I hope you have enjoyed uh, afternoon beer discussions. Please head across to our YouTube channel uh, to, to join us for a beer or a wine. Often I have a red, can't always get access to the beers. Uh, Ren's always on the beers, being the beer boy that he is. But um, look, thanks to obviously Batuta Bitter for the sponsorship of the episode and um, you know, great beer. We'll continue with this one until uh, Ren gets out there and sells some more <laughs> advertising <laughs> spots. <laughs> um, but uh, as always, Ren, great to chat stocks. Uh, one topic, we've both finished our beers and uh, looking forward to catching up. Afternoon beer discussions uh, next week. Yep, sounds good. I'm looking forward to doing this consistently from here on in. Yeah, I get it. Get off my back. <laughs> <laughs>